Welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Topolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss impulse control, baby monitors, and Peter Parker's premature ejaculation. I don't want to waste one minute, so let's get right into it. We're back, Ryan. Hello. We're back, and it's it's a it's a, you are now a full-time employee. I am now a full-time member of the input team. I think a lot of people don't realize this, but you and I have had a contractual relationship, a, co- a contract relationship for the podcast and stuff where it wasn't like you had a full-time thing because you were doing a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, I needed legal plausible deniability to, for any <laughs> projects I <laughs> work on with you. To, Whenever the FBI showed up, you need to be able to be like, look, I was just producing it. I don't really know. <laughs> I don't know why you had these materials. Yeah, I've been working on Input for a while, but now I can officially announce that I am yeah. an editor at Input, and I will yes. be around full time. And yes. whatever you see, it's very exciting. You know, credit me for even if I didn't work on it. Whatever you see, no matter what it is, no matter how bad it is, or how many laws in how many countries it violates, Ryan's responsible for it. I think that's what we all want to know. Anyhow, there's a lot of exciting stuff going on. We announced uh, two other uh, hires: Cheyenne McDonald, who is joining us, joined us from uh, uh, Daily Mail. And she's amazing. And Raymond Wong, who's, uh, his official start is next week, but uh, who's coming over from Mashable. An incredible reviewer, super smart guy, uh, uh, extremely high energy. I'm very excited. There's a bunch of me, a bunch more announcements over the next few weeks. Uh, so I'm very excited about that stuff. The team is tight. It's all it's all happening. It's all happening. Also, on the inverse side, uh, we've got a bunch of things happening too. I'll be talking about that. But like, there's going to be a just a really cool thing that's going to happen. <clears throat> With inverse and input in the in the near future, I'm very excited about it. They're gonna bang. Okay, you know what? Let's not go there, right? <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm legally bound to this now, you're so I gotta right. stop making jokes. You'll be hearing from HR about that one <laughs> before you can say whatever the fuck you want. And now you're gonna get a call. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's do it. Let's go. We got. I have to. This is. We have a tight. I got a tight. A tight pod timeline. I got a tight timeline. We got to do a tight pod. Uh, and uh, gotta get going. Well, there's no news, so that's the. That's great. This was a quiet week. I think what one thing we can all agree on is nothing of note or importance happened this week in the world. I will say the day that they announced the impeachment inquiry of Trump, I called yes. my mom and said, I actually picked a great day to be super busy because I haven't been able to, you know, get upset about the news. And she was like, what's going on? And I had to explain to her. And she was like, yeah. well, that sounds bad. And I was like, oh, um, she was like, explain the news. And uh, <laughs> like... We elected the penguin, and he's trying to get away with feats of villainry. I mean, the penguin was actually quite shrewd. I'll be honest with you. The penguin don't don't diss the penguin by comparing him to Trump. No, this shit's crazy. I just want to say we don't talk about Trump a lot because everybody knows knows what's going on. But and they're really, sick of hearing us talk about it. Here's I know we and I'm sick of talking about it, which is why I hope soon he will no longer be president, so I can talk about other things, spend more time on the things that I actually want to talk about. But um. Just like what's really nuts here. Here's what's really nuts to me is like basically this is about like and by the way, this is the one that we've heard of. I I know for sure there are like many other instances of this shit going down. But like I feel in my gut that that is true. But like Trump is like to the Ukrainian president. It's basically like, um, yeah, like I want to give you all this money that was uh, authorized by Congress. But I really need you to really need you to launch an investigation into Hunter Biden, who's Joe Biden's son, because like. 
Trump's really worried about Joe Biden, which is like, I get it. He is the, he was for a long time, has been historically the Democratic front runner. But what's really, to me, what's really hilarious about this is like, what if Warren is the, or Sanders becomes the candidate? Like, like all of this will have been truly for nothing. You know, like what if Biden, because there's a, actually, I think a pretty good chance that Biden is not the candidate. I think there's a pretty good chance that it's like Sanders or Warren. At I, this point. I honestly think. And I mean, both supporters on both sides are going to eat me alive. I honestly think that Warren and Sanders both understand the severity of the situation and they might team up for a ticket. That would be so sick. That would be so sick. I'm sorry. Like, it would be really great if we took the two really popular people and put them together. I don't know why they never do this. They never seem to do this. It's always like, they, I mean, Obama did it basically. Like, people like Joe Biden. But they weren't like, I want you to be president. But people knew him and liked him. And it was like, he wasn't like, remember, who, who was Hillary Clinton's running mate? Tim Kaine? Tim Kaine, whose main skill was that he was fluent in Spanish. Like, why not add like add a little bit of heat to the ticket? You Tim know? Kaine seemed like an all-around capable and nice man, but he wasn't like, nobody turns out to like, vote for capable and nice. I don't know. Who are the other? I'm just going to, I just want to look. Hold on. 2016. Democratic primary. Let me just see who some of the other people running were. Let's just take a look here. Uh, okay. Now, I admittedly, really, Sanders is the only one who was in any of the primaries that you really could consider it to be like. I mean, it's like, I remember this. It's like, it's like a bunch of these like weird anonymous white guys. But by the way, a lot of people in the Democratic Party, a lot of great people in the Democratic Party that could have been a running mate that would have been like given Clinton a little bit of extra, like, you know, oomph. Oomph. Yeah, sure. But like, I think I do think um, how amazing would it be if I mean, I don't know if I'm Bernie Sanders, I'll say this. If if Warren gets it and 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 it's even an option like like Bernie, he's not running next in four years. Like he'll be so fucking old. If I were him, I'd be like, boy, I could do a lot of good if I'm like the vice president of the United States. They agree that it should be Bernie or whatever. And oh, then wow. in four years, I don't think that, that's down. how it works. That's not how it works. Oh, you mean like Warren would step down? That's, that's not how no, that no, no. Bernie will step down and then Warren will run. No, that's not going to happen. If people elect, if the primaries, people vote for somebody in the primaries, uh, you know, that's who they want to be president. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, anyhow, the point is, I just think t- team up. You know, just team yeah. up. Just like definitely consider the fact that like if it was Warren and Sanders running together, Whatever the arrangement, I'm fine with whatever arrangement, but like that would be a very powerful message for all Democrats and also for the Republicans. You know, we need to get our shit together. Just get it together. Now, Biden, I don't know what's going on with Biden at this point. I know. I feel like, like, you know, I don't know. I kind of like. Did you see the footage of him at the LGBTQ town hall? Yes, I did. I didn't like it. <laughs> didn't care for it. Didn't care for it. But like that the thing was, is. That was yeah. pretty bad. I just like, I just want the main thing is again, I just, we have to stick with this. We just got to get rid of Trump. We just got to get Trump out of the fucking, out of the office of the president of the United States. All right, let's talk about other stuff. I don't want to talk about this anymore. I think we know what's going on. It's going to be a busy few months here. A lot of shit's going down. Yeah. Okay. Well, in other news, did you see everything that Facebook announced, including this Oculus weirdness? I uh, I didn't. Honestly, this week's been so crazy that I didn't. I mean, you know, the Oculus stuff is always like they have something to announce. And typically, I think it's not that good or important and nothing really happens. So you tell me what I missed this week. So 
Facebook announced like that the new Oculus Quest, which was their standalone, basically like a console. There was no computer you had to plug it into. It's like the evolution of the Oculus Go. It's an all-in-one VR experience with a store. Yeah, no, but, I know but, about we know about that. But you have all those limitations of like it's basically as good as like a good smartphone, graphics wise. Sure. Um, but you know, people bought it. The their latest announcement is that they're coming I mean, did, out with this new did, Yeah, did people buy it? Not really, but <laughs> right, they're exactly. coming out with a link situation so that you'll be able to use your Quest with a gaming PC. So if you buy the Quest, you have the on-the-go experience if you want it for, I don't know, traveling? Who's traveling with a VR headset? But whatever. Or you can plug it into your computer and use it uh, like the Rift S, which is another product that they still sell, which is only for use with PC, with graphics cards. So I don't understand who the Rift S is for now. Um, along with the fact that they announced that they were not going to sell these physical touch controllers anymore, that the inside out tracking cameras on the quest and the rift S would do hand tracking connect style yeah. so that your bare hands could be your controllers, which is going to suck by the way, like that as a user experience, you need I to mean, be holding something. I mean, unless, you want there's, buttons. unless there's gloves with like force feedback or something, but that's not what they're selling. Right. In any event, this is Facebook announcing that their, their Oculus strategy that they just released yeah is bombing and they're trying to yeah. come up with something else that's right i mean they're, they're, this is just a, v a very poorly executed and half-assed plan and they've they've always been somewhat half-assed about it i mean th this is the problem with vr i wrote this you know i wrote that thing like i don't know maybe a year ago about how like the whole vr like the promise of vr has basically died and i do think that like all of these plans are like the technology is not there everything is like in beta still you know and and it's like it's not there haven't been any leaps or any killer apps that have made people go, wait a second, this is a thing. I mean, there is a way it could happen. There is a way it could become a much more popular experience for a lot of people. But uh, I just don't see I just don't see it coming together from Facebook, whose eye is definitely not on this particular problem, you know? It's just like uh, Facebook is it doesn't have the resources that naturally lend it to this space. Sony has game studios that are like on contract to them. Like they have first party things. They have arrangements. They have people who they have an install base with the PS4. They have an entire gaming marketing team. Facebook's closest product to this was like Farmville. So I don't know like right. what, why I get that they wanted a piece of consumer tech. They wanted to expand and diversify. They wanted to own a platform the way that Apple and Google now own mobile, but this isn't working out for them. And it's sort of funny because even Amazon or Google, or there are multiple companies that have a much closer expert expertise to this like area. And if Microsoft decided that they were going to release a VR headset that was compatible with the Xbox and PC, and they would sell it at cost or at a loss, and then do first-party software push, that would kind of be it for that market. So I don't know why you would get into a market that other people can and will slip into if yeah. it was to become at all profitable. Yeah, I just um, it's 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 tough to see how. I mean, I want I really wish something that like I wish I wish there was something that was like that, that could that could pick up that was a more cohesive 
version of this. I, first off, I hate the fact that Facebook is 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 in has any involvement whatsoever. I mean, honestly, the Quest at this point, if it has that PC link, it's kind of a good deal for someone that wants to get into PC VR. You know, you get the standalone thing. But I do not want to buy a headset with Facebook software on it. I just don't. I hate the company. It's very scary to me. And so, like, well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's what I'm like. What consumers like? I want a Facebook product. I want the portal. Yeah, I mean, like, what's actually amazing is how much Facebook turns me off in general. Like, honestly, I just watched the season premiere of Modern Family and like half the show is like an ad for, it's like SpawnCon for the Facebook portal. And not only did it like make me continue to dislike the concept of the portal, which is a TV, you know, a screen. narratively the episode was? narratively there's like a whole thing where they're like, where they're like using like some, like one of the characters is like using the portal to talk to the family and Yikes. it's like really no they've done this before they've done it with a bunch of stuff they've done it with like pixels and they've done it with like it's fine the in, still gets Emmys. like marketing integration is fine like i'm fine with them like integrating the product because that's like a better way to market it now because people don't watch ads i totally get it but what i don't like what i'm saying is the fact that it was facebook was like i was like one oh like gross i hate this product and it sucks and then it was like oh like this, this makes me feel like this show kind of sucks for like doing the the ad with you know it's yeah it's just like it's i get it it's money you know like you know but i'm just saying that the the, i don't trust facebook i don't like facebook and i don't feel that their products are like good for humanity generally speaking so it kind of gives like the polish it takes the polish off whatever oculus is doing but whatever oculus is doing is also like totally confused and not like not solving the problems that vr needs to solve and and i don't expect the kind of like the right kind of support or focus that um for it to you know function that that facebook will you know that facebook can give it that so anyhow so it's just kind of a bummer but also i think vr just isn't there yet it's like technology's not there yet there needs to be something that's way more advanced and some there needs to be a killer app and nobody's figured that out and also like listen i'm glad that they're coming up with all these new things but they haven't answered the most important question which is like what am i putting on my dick okay what <laughs> what is the accessory for my genitals Okay, they yeah, have what's it. weird to me is, isn't Pornhub flush with money? Shouldn't this be what they're expanding into? I'm telling you, the success that, that VR is looking for, I've said it before, and damn it, I'll say it again. There needs to be the killer, uh, you know, porn experience. Just like, I mean, just like VHS When I tapes. got my first VR headset, within the first night, I had figured out how to watch porn. Yeah, all, <laughs> let's be, just be honest. Let's get honest with ourselves. You know, look, we're animals. We want porn, VR porn. We want P- VR porn and 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 genital adapters. Okay, is that too much to ask from Facebook? I mean, that's exactly. By the way, great example of where I would not want Facebook involved in any way. Of course, they wouldn't get involved. They're fine with like, they're fine with like Nazi terrorism, but if there's a boob, no, thank you, sir. No, th- yeah, no, we can't have that. <laughs> we can't have that. Okay, anyhow, let's move on. Well, in other product announcements, here we go. Did you see Amazon's new yes. suite of Raymond uh, uh, did a good tweet, which is like their design process is like find a Chinese manufacturer, put an Amazon logo on it, and they're done. I mean, I do think it's like I, it's very hard for me. First off, I just did a, by the way, I just did a poll on Twitter. Let me give you an update from it because Amazon's whole trip is like, uh, you know, talk to our devices, talk to Alexa. You know, uh, I've done a. This is obviously, you know. My Amazon's op- goal is that you constantly are podcasting with a small Bluetooth speaker. I mean, this is my audience, you know, so they're maybe a little biased or whatever, but I have the, right now 405 votes on this thing. This is, I just put this up uh, like a half an hour ago or whatever. Um, 
24%, I asked people if they actually like talking out loud to their gadgets. 24% say yes, 76% say no. It was just yes or no question. So, and I really think um, this is how most people feel. I don't think people actually like, I think we're being sold a lot of the shit about how like everyone loves talking to their gadgets, but I don't think people do. Now, I know a lot of people who use Alexa and use Google Home and do like it. I'm not saying that there there are no people that like it. But I do think that there are a lot of people who are like, this is a turnoff and not exactly how I want to interact with my stuff. There's certain it's certain cases where if it were perfect, you could imagine it being uh, really good, but it's never perfect. But that's the thing. In concept, it's sort of like a mobile keyboard, like a keyboard on a phone. You think you want it. But once you like live with the reality of what you're losing and what the transaction is there, the touchscreen keyboard was the correct move. And frankly, like voice stuff is fine in the car and like occasionally to get like while you're cooking to set a timer or ask the weather but we have that and i don't need anything else out of it like we're good yeah we got it where it needs to be i just think it's the kind of thing where there is a i i i'm excited about the future where it's like it's like you know hey Alexa, whoever, like, make a reservation at you know this yeah, in this until neighborhood. The AI is there. Ma- you what's know, the point? You know, make a reservation at this neighborhood at this time for tomorrow night. And Alexa's like, okay, how about these restaurants? And you're like, yeah, that one. And it's like, okay, cool, reservations made. Like that sounds awesome. But nobody's We're like able to hey, do Alexa, that yet. I want to fly to Italy in two months. Can you find me the cheapest flight out of New York Airport? Right. I only like flying during the day, and I. I would prefer Delta. Yeah. And then she comes back with something and you say, great, but the AI is not there yet. It's not even close. It's not even close. I know the argument well, the argument is, well, the argument would be, well, we need to do all of this early stuff to train it to be really good. But like, I understand that, but I don't really want to be the beta tester. And also I don't really want, like, I, I just don't, I hate the idea of this ambient thing that's just waiting for you to talk to it. And I mean, I have had good experiences with Google assistant, but they're so few and far between. It's like, I mean, it just isn't, it's just, anyhow, whatever. I just think the whole, I don't like, it's like also, if you're in a room full of people talking to your guest, there's gotta be a better way, you know? How about make the things work better? I mean, have you seen the share sheet in iOS? It's insane. Oh like, it's so insane. It has no sense of like what you're actually trying to do. It's like, it's so overwhelming. The new one, even more so now. It's like, there's so many layers of like, what did it, it's like, do you want this or do you want this or do you want these things down here? Or there's another thing down here that we don't really show, but you can go to it. It's like, have you ever like used the device? You know, I mean, you have a section, which is the link. You have a section of like auto populated messages or airdrop. Then you've got actual airdrop and messages and then a bunch of icons, then a more with three dots below that. Are you looking at it right now? Yeah. Open in Safari, open in Chrome. Below that, you have addable actions, which I don't know how that's different from the more share, but whatever. Um, it's so, it's it doesn't, so, it's so I, not. I, I don't understand what the separation of them are. When that comes up for, I have to assume my parents, they just tap the phone until it goes away. Like for instance, it's like, like not a useful. Yeah, like 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 what's amazing is that like first it's like assuming that you want to uh, send an iMessage to somebody that that's going to be your first thing. Then it has like these i guess i don't know if they're algorithmically recommended or what they are but they're like yeah it's just like and then if i go to more there's if i go to more options anyhow whatever the point is and there's favorites and there's suggestions like the favorites if i go to edit there's even there's not even a way to add a thing to oh i guess i can add this to my favorites this is so poorly designed 
It's just like not good. This is so. It, you know what it is? It's where they dump a bunch of stuff that that is necessary for power users, but that they don't know how to make it seamless for everybody else. Part of the experience, so they dump it all in that share button to like if you want to move it between apps or put it in your iCloud or if you want to message it. Like they don't know where to stick all of that on it's the screen, so... so it just gets shoved into this pop up context menu, and it it it, it betrays the fact that iOS isn't like being updated or rethought it's just sort of getting facelift after facelift it's just anyhow but my point is my point is this i'm just saying like i understand that they want that's a shiny new feature about how it like talks to you or whatever but i really would love it if it were if the actual devices worked better anyhow did you want to talk about spider-man i mean i finally saw the new spider-man movie oh you did mm-hmm. it wasn't good it was bad and i have to say i'm trying to figure out if the movie's actually meta commentary and having watched it now uh, past all the hype cycle. You know, the movie is about, this is a spoiler alert if you haven't seen the uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, okay? Spoiler alert. Huge spoilers coming up. The The plot of the movie is that Jake Gyllenhaal is like a special effects. He does like these special effects basically to fool people into thinking that there's like a threat. And then, you know, he fights the threat and looks like a hero, which is like a really, really silly idea. Like if you just think about it, it's an extremely silly idea. But there's some commentary about like fake news and like, you know, manipulating like the public's opinion by what's in the press. A lot of the movie is actually about the press when you think about it. It's like about what people see uh, and how it like stories get sort of like uh, disseminated and shared. But but I also was wondering, like, is it actually commentary on the movie industry? Because they're kind of, they're, it's kind of like the movie, which is filled with effects, uh, is about how the effects aren't real, but people believe it anyhow. Like, people believe anything. And it's like, the effects don't look real at all. And Spider-Man never looks real. And, like, it all looks really fucking fake to me. Like, I'm looking at it going, like, this all looks like a fucking video game. Like, I know it's really good CGI. It's like Transformers where there's just too much CGI. But it's all CGI. And, and you know it's CGI. Even if it looks like how that would really look if it existed, our brains know that that would never exist. It's like Transformers just has too much going on. And, like, those shots of Spider-Man, there's nowhere to ground you. The best CGI is, like, the David Fincher style where it's very subtle. Yeah. The, no, I mean, there's legitimately some great moments, like, of action in the movie. But but it's also one of those things where it's, like, I never – you never feel that there are – I know that it, I know there's never really stakes. But the the lack of – to your – I think the word – the right word that you just said, grounding. The, the, the lack of grounding makes it hard to be, like, fully wrapped up in it. So I guess what I'm saying is, like, so what's interesting to think about is the movie's plot is very much, like, a reflection of what the movie is doing to the viewer. So, I, like, I kind of want to, like, almost go, like, wow, there's sort of a deeper level to it. I don't think there is. I think it's sort of, like, on accident that they are making, like, a deeper commentary well, my, about special my effects. on it was that, like, t- okay, so Tony Stark starts out being a guy who's, like, we need unlimited power and it needs to just go to someone who's smart enough to know what order and law should be. And so here I'll be the guy who's in a super suit and I'll fucking kill terrorists. I don't give a shit. I'm America, bitch. And then he realizes that's not good. And then he wants to turn around and register everybody with the government and have some kind of superhero accountability to the public, which is character growth. And then he comes to realize that all that does is submit all of their power even further to the government. And there's like a balancing act that he finds through like policy and 
through like discussion with Captain America. And uh, there was never a super clear resolution to that storyline, but we did get to a place where it felt like they found a balance of everybody's concerns. And meanwhile, there's super inflation going on in the background. We went from like a god to like a world eater who kills half of humanity. Like everything just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And eventually he dies and his legacy is that rather than giving himself all the concentrated power, all these people at the funeral have a bit of power and each of them is is well-intentioned. It's a democracy. The world. It's a democracy. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a supocracy, whatever it is. It takes a but, nation. It takes a nation. It takes a village. I mean, it takes a village. And I'm not saying I agree with all of this because there's a lot of capitalist undertones there. I'm not saying like, but at least for him, it was growth. Okay. And it was a, yes. a philosophy. Yes. Handing a teenager sunglasses, which oh, gives yeah. him the ability okay. to no, shoot no, no. a nuke, yes. is not consistent with his character well, no, no, or the message. About, no, no, forget about that. It's not consistent with any kind of any like oh, like Tony Stark's supposed to be the smartest man in the world. He's like, you know what? You know who would be who would be good to handle this network of planets surrounding nuclear drones is a teen who's in high school. But also, here's the other thing: like, I wouldn't give that to Greta Thunberg. Okay, hold on. But here's the, well, also a teen in high school. But hold on a second. <laughs> It's not a great, but here's the, here's the bigger thing. Like the, the glasses aren't activated by like scanning Spider-Man's DNA and being like, this is Spider-Man. So it's okay to use the fucking uh, nukes or whatever. It literally is just like whoever has the glasses. Yeah. He's like, Hey, Jake Gyllenhaal, do you want the glasses? I don't really need them. I think Tony Stark would like you to have them. Here they are. Like we're having a beer. Here's the glasses. And then he's like, cool. Thanks. And he's like, activate nukes and the glasses are like okay dude whoever you are do the nuke stuff like who cares like i'm sorry I'm, the plot's so fucking bad and dumb but also could you pick a more breakable product for a teenager than glasses? How about, a, how about like <laughs> yeah how about like a fucking remote control made of like titanium or a phone a phone, give a phone. Or, or like a computer or like how about just like there's an actual like box somewhere that you can interface with different devices so like you don't have to carry it around with you everywhere it made no sense. You and know, it what? wasn't very good. It's bad. It it's, very bad. it's bad, and it's dumb, and it stinks. And I'm sorry, but like we have to get real. Also, the Spider Man is like doesn't even seem like the real Spider Man. Yeah, I like him as his own little guy. Like I like Tom Holland. I love Tom he's Holland. Not a great Spider Man. I think he's great. He's wonderful. But like Spider Man is not like this. Like you know, this Spider Man is basically like a guy who like. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to be rude, but he's like a guy who like, <laughs> you know ejaculates in his pants the second he gets like a peck on the cheek you know what i mean he's like he can't handle anything you know like he's the kind of guy that people say quippy lines to and then he goes oh man he's not the kind of guy who says a quippy line which is who spider-man is he gets he's yes he's like the he's like the victim of quippy lines <laughs> like but also but also like spider-man does have a little bit of an ego in the comic books like, oh yeah, he's not just like he takes oh, photos ooh, of himself ah, and know. sells them for yeah. money. He's, like, he's the know. original influencer. This guy's like maybe I'll oh, Mr. Stark. Uh, you know, it's like like just shut the fuck up and do your job, uh, man. Uh, like, I, don't, I think why I'm sorry. Are you dating my yeah. aunt? I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. Like two weeks of having Spider-Man's powers, and you'll be like, yo, I'm the fucking shit. You're not going to yeah, be I'm walking. Goddamn That's the whole plot of the original, the, the last set of Spider-Man, the ones before Andrew Garfield. You know. Uncle Ben's like with great power because great responsibility. He's like, I'm such a fucking awesome dude. Like he fucks up. That's how. Gr that's the problem. It's like he's like doesn't know how to handle how like being awesome. Yeah. And anyhow, let's move on. <laughs> 
Fucking, well, fucking Spider-Man. The Mar- reason we got into that is that Marvel and Sony have come to a deal. Oh, yeah, right. Sorry. Spider-Man but, no, I think this is all. I'm sorry. I don't want to be like everything is fake news or whatever, but I do think this was all like a hype cycle. Totally. Like, I think they were like, yeah, I don't know. Phew, we're not going to be able to do it. It's no coincidence that oh. Sony floated the rumor of a, of a Madam Web movie last night when they were in the final decision. You know, this is like the kind of, of thing. This is like the kind of thing where like somebody's like, you know, like you go you go to the store and somebody's like, oh, hey, can you get me uh, can you get me some Twinkies? You know, like your roommate's like, hey, can you get me some Twinkies? And, you know, you come back. And and they're like, did you get the Twinkies? And they're like, no, I got two <laughs> Twinkies. And it's like, okay, you know what? Just tell me you got the fucking Twinkies. I don't. You don't need to like fake me out. <laughs> Anyhow, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes, I know you're talking. I need about. that shit. Like actually, Zelda does this. This isn't a game, bitch. <laughs> Zelda, I, I, don't know, piece, I don't know where I don't know where Zelda got it. But all the time, I'm like, I'm like, you know, we'll like give her something for dinner. I'm like, is it good? She's like, no, it's not good. It's great. I'm like, okay. uh, I'm like, what the fuck, man? Just give it to me straight. Jesus. All right. Anyhow, let's keep going. Similar to Apple doing its $5 arcade thing that I got all hype about last week. Which which I've subscribed to and have not touched since the one day that I looked at it after you were like, you should subscribe. I mean, to be fair, I, I, have, I don't have a lot of time to play games. This week's been fucking nuts. I literally have done nothing. Have I have been watching Unbelievable on Netflix, which we could talk about later, but go ahead. Oh, yeah. I watched that too. It's good. Uh, similar to that. Android has announced oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Google Play Pass. I love it. Which is, comes with 350 Android games and apps for $4.99 a month, but you get the first month free and then it's $1.99 for a year after that. So it's very cheap. Mm. But the thing that I find interesting about this is two things. One is um, obviously this is a response. They didn't have some exclusive games ready to roll out yet. They were doing this in response, so they bundled together some of their best games. But I think it's really interesting because if all software moves to a Netflix subscription model, if everything is moving to a Netflix subscription model, like what does that mean for a consumer? And also like how are the developers supposed to be making money on this? Like I understand that Apple and Google have money to spare to pay out the nose and make this like a loss leader situation. But similar to Netflix, if these situations aren't making a profit you're building up an industry and a bunch of people with jobs that are built on sand and like similar to we haven't really talked about this but the WeWork situation that's going down or even what i think will eventually happen with uber which is that these companies are tying you in with the promise of $9.99 $9.99 a month you'll get a new show released every weekend mm. like this is going to be a big uh, deal yeah subscription culture is bad in my opinion but like eventually you have to be making real money and you have to have a real you have, a business is profit and and you can't just keep having investors or writing off a loss and like PlayStation well, I mean Google and Apple probably can but like PlayStation Sony was like we're willing to do a loss we want to be in the DVD game and we want to be in the game game but eventually it turned a profit and if it didn't turn a profit they wouldn't be like the Vita they didn't come out with a follow up I mean, to the it's Vita like, it's like Apple News Plus I mean that shit's not sustainable I mean there's no way they're making enough money to keep doing that but if they reformat the entire software app ecosystem and the way that consumers think about purchasing habits for the subscription model and then turn around and say the only way to make this work is that the subscription model is now $200 a month. Like that's going to well, devastate. No, I'm, I'm just saying, but the whole, the, it's already fucking up the model. I mean, like the idea that you have to be bundled into a subscription and that you're limited by 
you know, however many subscribe, like this whole all you can eat shit, it works for some things. It doesn't really work for others. And the more bifurcated the market gets, or the more sort of, the more like the competitors try to dismantle like each other, the worse it is for consumers. I mean, the same thing is happening with, with the with streaming services. We talked about this before, but like the amount of streaming services one is required now to have to see the shows that everybody's talking about or the ones they want to see is, is the, is, is the same as having a premium cable package. You know, the way and, and it, it forces it, it forces users for Disney, or the way that it works for Spotify is different because Spotify doesn't it doesn't matter if a musician doesn't make a ton of money off of streaming because they knew that they were only going to make money off of touring and merch. Well, no, no. But Disney, hold on. But there was a there was a version of the world where where there was another there are other ways you could make money by selling things like records. Like there was a version of the world where you could sell the App Store had a there was a version of the world of the App Store, which maybe will go away and maybe won't where you could be like a small developer and sell an app for a dollar and have like 10 million people buy your app and have it be a big success and you get fucking rich. And like, and that's like really well, that's good. That's the Valley situation. That's yeah. awesome. That right. guy, will, one guy made right. that game. This is what I'm saying. I mean, look at Minecraft. I mean, like the original version of Minecraft was not a, didn't come from a fucking gigantic AAA studio. It came from a small group of developers. Like, like I, I, I'm, you know, it came from one guy basically. But if you're Disney, you can the TV shows on Disney Plus, and to some extent the movies, even though the movies are still profitable, and that's a different thing, are ads for the merch, for the cruises, for the parks, for the like. The reason that yeah. Power Rangers is one of the highest ranking, like most biggest money makers in all of entertainment over the last, over the, for the past few decades is action figures. Like not the TV show. That's an ad for the action figure. That doesn't work when it comes to productivity apps. Yeah. That doesn't work when it comes no. to well, 90% I mean, I, well, of I mean, look at, I mean, look at what Microsoft's done with, with office. I mean, which I actually think in, in the case of something like office, um, it's so specific and expensive that I almost think it works for office. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, I'm just saying like, I, it's okay. It also is nice to not like drop like $200 on a product and then be like, well, I actually don't need it anymore or whatever. You know, it's like, like, I think there's something interesting. I mean, with office, it makes more sense. I feel like there's a lot more value inherent in that. Like, I also like, you know, the idea that we're now, you know, bundling the, the, all of this stuff together. And we're basically saying now we're handing back the chances of success to these all these conglomerates like on, on the app thing i think is really detrimental i mean they have been think about it this way apple was like first off apple didn't even want to do an app store but we used to have you know computers where you could install whatever you wanted right and then the iphone came out and apple was like and then it took a while and then and then apple was like okay we're gonna have an app store and the app store was like very controlled by Apple, like still is in many ways, but has been opened up somewhat. But like you couldn't have an app with like nudity in it or swearing. This is still true in a lot of cases. Like you can't have, as far as I know, like you can't have an app with nudity in it, right? On the app store. And you can't have an app, like they had, they banned shit where there was swearing and stuff. They've eased on that a little bit, but it was very controlled. But at least you could be like, it did give a vehicle for an independent developer for the most part, a way to kind of reach a very large audience, right? And now it's like, but now they're kind of going, okay, so now we're going to like have these subscription options where we bundle everything. And so, you know, yeah, you can sell it on the side or whatever, but if people spend this $5, they get it and we'll give you a cut of this $5 or whatever. And somehow now it's like all in Apple's hands. 
it's all in Apple's hands as to whether or not your app can be a success or a failure. I mean, their algorithms decide what's at the top of the charts. We know that they were gaming the charts to push people towards Apple products. Unfucking surprising considering how their operating system works. And by the way, Google does the same shit. I mean, on Android, there's definitely like a hierarchy of what what bubbles up to the top of these lists. But like the more we move to these like all-you-can-eat subscription options, the more control we give the owners of the all-you-can-eat subscription options. Now, I'm not saying subscriptions are necessarily inherently a bad thing, but I think the subscription culture of modern tech and entertainment is very bad for consumers in lots of different ways. I would say that it's 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 I think it's it's fine to say like like the Audible model I think is actually pretty good, right? I pay a monthly fee for Audible and I get a certain amount of these credits for a book and the credits accrue over time and I can use them however I want. They're not like you have to use them on these sets of things or whatever. Also, once you use the credit, your that's your book forever. Actually, I don't know if that's true. I don't yes, know what it is. Is that true? Yes, you I get have to keep turned the book? off my subscription okay. a couple of times. I mean, that's a great fucking model. That's a great fucking model. That's really nice. That's basically saying like you're going to pay to access this stuff and you choose what you want. And, uh, you know, we're not – it's not like we're not, we're not trying to bundle like specific things in and keep other things out. It's kind of like all there. I think it's, you know, sort of similar to what Apple Arcade is doing. It's sort of similar to what, what Google's doing with these apps. I mean I don't know what they put in their, in their thing. But I, but I do think it's like it just creates this weird – but if you think about it, you buy an iPhone on a, um, like with monthly payments. In addition, you get Apple Care Plus with monthly payments. Your watch is the same situation, let's say, even if it's just the Apple Care Plus that's monthly payments. So say you're making those monthly payments. You're also doing news, music, Apple TV, Apple Arcade. W- at what point well, I'm just are, saying. You, are you paying out the nose like $250 a month plus your cell phone fee. I mean, all of this is look, all like this, the service. I mean, make no mistake about it. To some degree, all of this is a luxury. Like, you know what I mean? If you, but do they expect people to be dropping $400 a month? Even, even middle-class I mean, that's, people. That's, that's, that is where we're headed though. Right. It's like, it, it's like, look, Netflix is what? $10 a month, more than that. 13, maybe 12. Yeah. 13. Let's call it $12 a month. Uh, okay. So that gets you some Netflix stuff. Let's say you want to watch the Avengers and you want to watch these new series that Disney's doing. Okay. That's Disney plus or whatever it's called. That's what? Yeah. $6 a month, $8 yep. a month. Then it's like, Oh, I want to, I love the office. Well, you can't stream it down. Any of the other things you need NBC's thing. You're like, okay, that's eight dollars six dollars whatever and this is just i want to watch the new picard show well that's on cbs all access that's ten dollars a month and like okay so now i'm spending what what is that sixty seventy dollars just on just to watch some tv shows that doesn't even give you live tv yearly prime fee it doesn't give you live that doesn't give you like live tv so that's another like 35 to 50 dollars so that's now you're i mean it's like just do the fucking math then you're like subscribing to um Apple Arcade, five bucks a month. Uh, what's the PS4 thing is like how much? Yeah, PlayStation Plus, let's say it's, it's $100 a year or something. Yeah, it's $50 like a, year. a year. I don't know. Maybe not yet, but I think in the next year or so, we'll be at peak subscription and we're going to need to all like t- really look at our debit card charges and be like, what is happening here? And 
I don't know that subscription that everything needs to be a subscription. Like Blue Apron, great product. Please advertise with us again. I like using your stuff. But like that's a novelty. I'm not ordering all my food from prescription from subscription. And that kind of goes with everything. Like I'm not buying all my apps so that if I if there's a billing issue, I can't use all the apps on my phone. Like I need to know that I own them. Anyhow, look, I'm not saying that the idea of subscriptions is all like necessarily bad. It's definitely not. I think we're just a little too excited about them. Like there's well, a gold I just, rush. I just think, moment. yeah, I just think every right, everybody wants to have a subscription. And you talk about this, I talk about this with people all the time. And I'm like, how many subscriptions can you potentially have? You know? Like people are like, Well, I subscribe to Spotify and Netflix. I'm like, cool, those are all you can eat. And and obviously with things like you know, with Apple News Plus, which is not all you can eat because it limits like uh, such a small amount of things you can actually get on there comparatively to like the stuff you want to read in the news. But also, you know, there's like, so you have a New York Times subscription, you have a Washington Post subscription, uh, you know, but but then, but then, okay, so then it's like, uh, you know, with apps and stuff and games, I mean, I like the idea of like a bonus. Like I subscribe to like, if like you subscribe to PS4, I mean, there's, there's, I guess these two things. There's like PS Plus, which I don't subscribe to. And then there's the, just the general, what is the thing? What are the two things? They have two different things. I'm trying to like think of what they're called now. For what? PlayStation has two different like oh, subscription so, products. So there's PlayStation. One is Plus. like you can do like online gaming. And the other one is like you get free games and you can stream games. So they have PlayStation Plus, which you get right. two free games a month that are, you don't get to pick. Um, right. And that's online games. And then they have PlayStation Now. Now, right. That's it. And it has like streaming games. Which is similar to Xbox Game Pass, except the PlayStation right. Now is all streaming as opposed to which like is Which is, install. I mean, I which I don't, I actually don't think I subscribe to either one of those. I think I keep renewing my Xbox Gold for some reason, which I, I literally have to turn my I Xbox on. I have Switch on and Online like, and I have uh, Yeah, I Switch Plus, Online too. This is a fucking nightmare. This is a consumer nightmare. It's ridiculous. Like, it's so bad. I mean, it's fine. Like if you use I one game system, you're all set. I had to audit my subscription services last week because I was you know like, I, I don't want any more random charges. I just, this I'm is definitely like, but this is definitely, I will say, this is definitely like our problem. I mean, most people sure. don't have like we're four on the game systems. Edge and it, Thank you. I agree. Thank you. I mean, we already had an issue last week where we were getting charged every month for ESPN Plus and nobody in my family knew who purchased it. We had to hunt down who had at one point accidentally signed up for a free trial. It's like, a, ugh. And that's going to be everything. I No, I mean, I'm yeah, at some point it's going to we're gonna have to figure out like a holistic way to pull this all together. But it was one of those things like a few years ago, people were like, Apple's going to crack TV and they're going to have this you know, centralized place where it all just works. And it's like, yo, my Apple TV is the most dumpster fiery of all the dumpster fire things that I have. It's like on a regular basis, it's doing shit like it's like you need to log in with your TV provider. And I had like direct TV now, but that became AT&T now. And then it like logged me out. And then I logged back in. It's like, there's a new episode of succession. It's like, cool. Like I can watch it through my AT&T now subscription. But then I go to like, it like takes me to HBO and it's like log into HBO and HBO is like, go onto our website and activate your shit. And I'm like, this is so like, easy. Like, do you, do you like, do you have you ever, what? Do you know what cable? Like, the best thing is <laughs> on demand cable, cable or the other option, both of which are from, 20 years ago, BitTorrent. You know what No, happened? dude, I'll be honest with you. You just hit I, a button I, and I gotta you tell you, it. I pay for all these shows. I pay. I, yes. I, I do not steal a single show that I don't already pay for. But it is yes. so much easier to BitTorrent a show and then just watch it than it is for me to hunt down how I'm supposed no, to watch it. No, I agree. In. I have done the same thing recently. In fact, increasingly, I have been like, okay, this is a nightmare. Like, I'll just be trying to watch something. It's like, you, you're logged out of this thing. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to literally in four minutes, I'm going to download the show and watch it. 
it's literally easier to I'll go have get it my offline. laptop. I'll have no ads. I won't have any weird pop-ups. I won't have to download an app. And frankly, I'm already paying for it. So I legally feel like I know it's not kosher. It is. It's sort of like a ROM of a game that I already own. If I have the, the right, Super Nintendo right. cartridge, it's mine. I don't care. Listen, information wants to be free. Free the bits. <laughs> for your mind. Free the bits for your mind. That's my new t-shirt. That Welcome to the out. Lawrence Lessig cast. Limited 100, 100, 100, uh, 100 shirts, limited edition. Get them now. Josh, joshtopolsky.com. Joshwatopolsky.com. Okay, anyhow. Well, speaking of all of these uh, subscription issues with our phones. All the lock-in. Speaking of all the lock-in. And, frankly, speaking of piracy. Mm. And one of your passions. One of my- are like, what the fuck? They're like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> But if it was a weird sex thing, um, definitely is. Speaking of on iOS this week, Riley Testet, who is an iOS developer, has dropped an alternative app store with a complete, like, holistic workaround for keeping it outside of Apple's ability to stop you, which has been previously been the problem with like Cydia or any of those like App Valley, any of those like third party around the system app stores. Um, Riley Tested has has come up with a pretty solid solution where you sort of run a server on your laptop and it checks in and refreshes it behind the scenes the certificate that allows you to install third-party apps it's called alt store you can find out the exact like way to do it i did it it's very easy you can do it by googling it uh it's very i think it's also at altstar.io it's very easy to set up if you have like basically any computer literacy and it allows you to install apps that apple doesn't want you to but that frankly are totally not illegal they're not bad like well emulate yeah like emulators which yeah is your, and they and they drop trip. their flag their flagship emulator delta which lets you do snes game boy game boy advance n64 like uh, it's basically nintendo centric emulator for your devices and i now own a phone on the phone on the market with the best processor and i want to be able to run an emulator on it because i love emulation and this is the easiest way to do it and apple has to frankly grow up like if you're gonna make everything into a subscription model you also have to like if you're gonna shoehorn me into that you also have to let me like go outside of you occasionally i need right. to be allowed to install well, I'm i mean up. this just this just gets I to like two thousand dollars for the phone i mean it just gets to my kind of like look my my number one gripe is is i mean i have many gripes but my number one gripe with apple is like the the way that they try to force users into their into their ecosystem is feels extremely to me. I know like from a lot of users that are like, this is great for me, but it feels extremely, um, it's like the whole Amazon thing. Like in the Amazon app on my iPhone, it's in, it's such an insane, like my brain doesn't even these, like th- this doesn't even like work in my brain. In the Amazon app on my iPhone, I can buy everything, but a book. Okay. Maybe I can't buy music either digital music i can't buy a digital book in the you amazon can't app, buy but digital I can... items because apple is like uh you need to give us a 40 percent cut of that amazon and amazon's like i'm not doing that so apple's like okay then you can't do it and amazon's like fine i'll make people go to safari to purchase whatever and it's so ridiculous because it just harms me yeah digital music is not available for purchase from this device now look so basically, it's like I can buy a Spotify subscription and listen to all the digital music I want. I can go into the browser and buy a song on Amazon. But for some reason, there's this little thing that's just like it just makes it like, you know, like Apple's like, we got to defeat Amazon at books. It's like you're not going to do that. Yeah. 
You're never going to do that. Like it's not going to happen. Now you can compete with them, but that won't change the fact that a vast majority of your users probably use Amazon to do things like buy a Kindle book. Like a lot of your fucking users and all you're really doing is making things harder for the people who give you a lot of money for your fucking devices. Apple's not making the mo- most of their money from the app store. They're making most of their money from selling fucking iPhones. And if you want to keep selling iPhones, you should make your customers feel like the devices work really, really well. Like, like I know you want me to use Safari, but I prefer to use Chrome. Why do you make it so fucking hard? But the time for these tricks was back when Steve yes. Jobs was like, you know what? Fuck Flash. That was when that trip was going to work. We yeah. are now at a place where it's a $2,000 phone that is sitting in front of me. And I paid that outright in it's cash. Nuts. It's with fucking nuts. And I'm not allowed to run a Game Boy game? Are you fucking kidding me? I it's listen, perfectly listen. I'm that's I mean the they're like are these processors can do like console level graphics it's like cool but like I can't run an emulator but also I like, own it I I now have the world's most compact and like the apotheosis of the Star Trek communicator we have like a magic wand in our hand and I'm not allowed yeah. to purchase an MP3 from Amazon it, Yes, or or download it to the fucking device. I'm still like people it's are still ridiculous. like. I mean, Laura's like, oh, like like Zelda's in this. She's doing this thing, this musical thing, and they sent songs. They're like, these are the the backing music for the songs they have to practice for this thing they're doing. And she's like, how do I get this onto my phone and then play it on the Sonos? And it's like, I'm like, here, I did it on my Android phone in like two seconds. This isn't. It's not about like controlling the marketplace, like. It's about like considering like if if you're if you're so in this world where everything is like you're just all in one lane and you don't care, totally fine. But most people are in multiple lanes. Most people use Amazon and search in Google and have Gmail, but also love their iPhone. And it's like all of these things need to coexist. And they're like everybody's kind of acting like, well, not everybody, mainly it's Apple is acting like they don't they won't coexist, that Apple will someday have total dominance in all areas. It's like you're not going to have total dominance in all areas. You're just not. It's not happening. And like just really one other quick thing. Literally the other day, I was having a conversation with Elias, our COO, who was like, I need a text file from you. Can you write something and send it to me? In a te- I, I don't need it. Like don't write it to me in Slack. Like send me a text file. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, I wrote something. I saved it. I put the text file in Slack. He's like, um, it's like a couple minutes went by. He's like, can you just email this text file to me? I'm like, why? He's like, uh, I don't want to talk about it, but it has to do with my iPad not being able to like download this text file. And it's like, yeah, the iPad they want you to be is like a computer stand in can't handle like getting a text file out of Slack and onto like a drive somewhere. It's and, insane. And this isn't an Apple bashing like session, but the, the no, it the, is. The, it the, is. No, the, my frustration is: why do you make it so easy to dislike the way that you do things? Why are you doing this? It's not actually helping you because this denial, like, in order to be the the place that I purchase audiobooks, you have to have the best audiobook buying experience, and you don't. So I'm going to use Amazon, whether you let me have a good experience or not. And eventually, if this experience isn't good. I'm not going to buy your phone anymore. And who is yeah. that hurting? Like, I mean, it, it, it you just, know, but they, but they're like, they're like, we know that that's a lie because we have iMessage. So they got you there. Didn't they? I guess. I you guess they be did. ostracized by but, your friends. But, Wait a second. Amazon made a smart oven. Yeah. They also made a dog collar. 
This is good. We got to dovetail into Amazon. I'm sorry. We I, we bitch about Apple all the time. I want to talk about this insane shit that Amazon released. We started to talk about it. I, how do we get off topic? I don't know. They made a dog collar and an oven, and they're just frankly Let's discuss just, it. Let's discuss it, it. Jeff Bezos gets out of bed. Oh, in we the started morning. talking about no. You know what happened? We started talking about voice control. That's what we were doing. Uh, and then I was like, we were dovetailing into the Amazon glasses, which are like you could talk to the glasses, and it's like yeah. One number one, you made one set of glasses and they suck ass. Number one. The glasses are ugly. Number two, what do you get? What you want to walk around talking to Alexa all day? Like, what the fuck is that? I've used those Bose glasses that do the like bone conduction into your yeah, head. bone bone conduction. It's <laughs> yeah. It's um my second favorite porno. You can definitely hear something. Yeah, um, I know the bone. Uh, bone the, the bone conduction on the on Google Glass was fine. What the fuck is Echo Glow? I really did not keep up with this. There was a lot of shit going on this the week. Thing with the bone conduction, this is fucked up. I'm I don't not want dropping two hundred dollars on a on a headphone situation that sounds worse than like the original iPod earbuds. <laughs> like you know, listen. Maybe I'm an old man. Maybe I'm a maybe I'm a I'm a dad now. You know, you can accuse me of being out of touch, but I don't. They're like it's for your kids' room. It's like I don't fucking want your shit in my kids' room. Like, I don't. I don't want Apple shit in my kid's room. I don't want Google shit in my kid's room. I want my kid to be a child who doesn't talk to fucking devices when they're growing up. <laughs> I really I really do. I really want them to know what it's like to communicate with human beings in a normal way. I don't want Zelda to be like, hey, Alexa. Also, like, fuck off with, like, asking Alexa for all the things you need. How about, how about like, you figure it out? How about you go learn it? Maybe kids shouldn't. I, I like the idea of screen time because it's like, okay, you'll learn how to use this, but there will also be limits. But maybe kids shouldn't just be able to ask the air the solution to math problems. This maybe is what I'm saying. Learn how to do math. No, I know. Oh, they made a ring. Get the fuck out of here. No, look, here's the thing. I mean, I don't want, I don't think it's good. And I'm not saying this is like a fear monger, but like, I know for a fact, I, I have the luxury of being in this intervening generation, this like inter, this like this generation in between the insane onslaught of technology innovation that we've experienced, which is awesome and my favorite thing ever that happened, and what things were like before that onslaught, right? Like I have the luxury of of having like seen both worlds and known them pretty well. Not everybody has, and I think that I think that like the people who have grown up in the generation where it's been always on will will find new ways to live and work around this stuff where they actually it's actually like healthier i think teens are already like literally doing this right now i mean cheyenne and i were talking about the other day that like it comes down to we had these really formative experiences that formed the way that like we interacted and were socialized which was about aim like america online you mean you mean you mean the the aim messaging uh, the, yeah america uh, online was like messaging let's make an instant messaging thing so you can send text messages really quick if you're both on aol then they spun that off into like a side app that they never updated and it literally shaped how an entire generation of american teenagers communicated with each other and saw themselves and understood like the digital world and social cues and like there, there's an episode of pen 15 about how much this fucked us up and the idea that like Amazon is trying to get into a baby's room is like, guys, do you, do, do any of you stop for a second and say this shit out loud to each other and understand like what it looks like? Because it doesn't look great. I think on that point, there's a really interesting thing that I was talking about with Laura the other day about the baby monitors that everybody uses. And everybody I know has purchased and used a baby monitor that is basically like really basic shit. It's like, it's on like RF 
right? It's not Wi-Fi. It's not Bluetooth. It's like has a receiver and a transmitter that are like work in the house. And it's like the most reliable, most real-time way to check on your kid. And people I know who are absolute fucking nerds have been like, yeah, this is the best thing. People I know have been like, oh, we bought the Nest Cam and it was a nightmare. There's a, a fucking delay on it. If your Wi-Fi goes out, you're screwed. There's no dedicated way to look at a screen. My cousin purchased the Nest Cam and he was obsessed with it. And he put one in his baby's room. And that Nest Cam was hacked. And he walked in one day to someone looking at and talking through the speaker and microphone to his kid and his kid responding because he thought it was okay because it was in his bedroom and it was a device his dad gave him and his parents talked to him through it eventually every occasionally. And so he thought, oh, so he was talking to some random adult hacker who was watching him. He could have been naked, anything. And they had to rip it out of their uh, out of their house. And yeah. they switched brands for their security cameras outside and they decided not to have them in their house. And they switched to an old fashioned baby monitor because they were yeah. like, this is disgusting. And like, I'm just I, saying the convenience is not worth the one time that that happened. It's never I'm just saying it. like th- there's a, there's a, there's there are things that are good ideas and there are things that are not good ideas. And we should definitely consider reality a little bit before, um, you know. Before we just make the product. I mean, Apple's developing these these tag, these tracker tags that you can slap on things that, that you know, we all know this is coming. This is going to be another weird social. That can be somewhat useful, though. Sure. For keys you think people are gonna be like, You think people are going to be like, you think people are going to be like low jacking their like significant others? I, people are, I think people are going to be slapping one on their kid's ass and they're going to be, I mean, we're going to, it's going to get weird. And I mean, it's ability, probably good if you can like track your kid, right? What happens when your work throws on on the work laptop and then now your work knows where you are when you're, you go to happy hour because you I took mean, your laptop with you. What happens when you like slip it into your loved one's bag and you're like, where are they? They're supposed to be home. And they're what happens when you give it to your teen son and then he goes to an LGBTQ gay youth thing and then he's outed and traumatized. Yeah, you send him to to conversion therapy, obviously, right after that. All right. As long as the conversion therapy is available via subscription. Yeah, it's a subscription, ten nine ninety nine a month, you can be cured of being gay. It's incredible service. You just pull just get get it on your I can get it downloaded on your iPhone right now. But not the, Amazon's version. You can't buy that. You can't get it on Amazon. You can't. You have to do it through the app store, obviously. It's called Straight Plus. Mm. All right. Should we? What's going on? Let's oh, go my God. You know, hold on. Can I just say something? This Visco girl shit needs to stop. All right. It just needs to stop. I was just scrolling through my feed. And somebody's like, Visco girls. It's like, why you can't stop hearing about Visco girls? And it's like, I got news for you. The only people talking about Visco girls are the people at media writing, writing about Visco girls. In the rest of the real world, nobody gives a fuck. Get pull, you got to pull up off the internet and not worry about what the Visco girls my, are doing. It, it has truly broken my ability to like conduct relationships with people who aren't extremely online to a degree that I'm starting to be troubled by. No, I'm sorry. There's an, art, there's an article on Vox right now. It's like Visco girls and how teen culture goes viral. It's like it goes viral because thirsty fucking bloggers like you need something to write about. I'm sorry, dude, 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 dude. Hold on. Can I just drop this in here? These are just teens. They are. This is what like teens wear in Armonk. These are just like regular suburban teens. This is what teens look like. These are just teenage girls. They're just girls. They're just people. They're not like special. This is not a thing. It's not a movement. I'm sorry. Wearing fucking Birkenstocks is not a thing. Drinking Starbucks is not a thing. Taking pictures with an instant camera is not a thing. None of these things together are a thing. They Here. are the things that teens do. Here. 
I'm sure Daria can tell you all about Edgy. She is it, and I mean it with a capital I-T. Daria, you've barely said a word. Yeah, Daria, tell your dad what Edgy is. As far as I can make out, Edgy occurs when middle-brow, middle-age profiteers are looking to suck the energy, not to mention spending money, out of the quote-unquote youth culture. So they come up with this fake concept of seeming to be dangerous when every move they make is the result of market research and a corporate master plan. Where is that from? Where can I get that video? Daria. She's sitting next to a 32-year-old uh, magazine editor who like does pieces on youth trends. And uh, it's just so perfect for our moment. I want to do a clap tweet where it's like the only people making teen culture viral are people who write articles about teen culture going viral. Um, uh, nice things. What are my nice things? Unbelievable. It's not, not nice, but it's good. Not nice, but it's good. Is my, it's not right, but it's okay. As Whitney. That's exactly right. First off, uh, watch the show unbelievable on Netflix. It's based on a Marshall project ProPublica um, uh, uh, story called an unbelievable story of rape uh, about a serial rapist. And it is, it's 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 not a perfect show. I mean, there I have some issues with it that are small, but overall, it's really fucking good. Amazing actors on it, and um, what's really interesting is like, and Laura pointed this out, so this is her take, but I totally agree. It is not about like the rapist. It's about the victims and the people who are investigating this crime, uh, and it is very much about like. You know, you sort of understand like there's a lot of information in the show about the kind of culture of rape that we live in in this country and in this world. And it's really fucking interesting and also super fucking depressing, but an amazing like procedural, like police procedural, but like with a really a very different like most police stories that you see on television are like Mindhunter. It's like, oh, the crazy murderer or whatever, or like, the you know, the government espionage or whatever. It's like this is like. It it kind of like I think it's like it has not there has not been a show that I've seen that has that has made um that has really exposed like the problems in our country with like the policing around um around rape and and sexual assault. And I think like this really kind of exposes in a way that is that is done in a in a completely gripping, dramatic um manner, like one, how very much like we should equate rape with murder in many ways like in terms of our level of seriousness with which we take the the cases and the crimes but also like how behind the processes are on rape by comparison to what we're doing now with um with you know with with crimes like violent crime other violent crimes or murder and 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 how like fucked up like the policing around it is and how bad it is at at listening to and understanding like the um, experiences of women in that. So anyhow, I it's totally recommend it. Like, I think it's a fucking A plus program, and I think everybody should watch it. Um, it's I very, agree. it's very upsetting. Binged it in a day, loved it. And but you I watched did, the whole thing? Wow. I, okay. I really loved that. No spoilers. I haven't finished it yet. We spend a lot of time, like we've really overanalyzed murderers, serial killers, psychopaths to the point that they're caricatures and. Uh, there's not a ton left to mine there that, I mean, there, you could definitely keep doing it in the same way we've been doing it in the way that like murder mysteries have always been fascinating, but the formula, we figured it out. Like we figured out how to make a show about a serial killer where it's like twisted and dark. Like we got it. Um, yeah. Like sounds of the lambs. Great movie. 
but there hasn't been something that makes the victim compelling and sympathetic and fascinating and that analyzes what it means to be the victim of a crime or what it means to not be believed or what it means to like live years at a clip without justice and yeah and that level of uh that level of attention paid to that part of what is you know some of life's biggest conflicts violent crimes uh is I, I, I had always hoped that that true crime would be more attentive to the victims and put them in the spotlight more, even though I didn't know a way to make them fascinating. And I think that sometimes when you listen to a murder podcast, they'll be like, and then she got him and they all arrested him. And it was like, she's a badass bitch. But they really just spent an hour telling you about the crime, about how gruesome the details were and grisly and the background of the killer. And then they sort of phoned in rooting for the victim at the end. And this found a way to make the victim's story as compelling and interesting as a serial killer story, which I, as a storyteller, um, I would have no idea how, how to have done that. And while I do have like problems with the show, like there are things that I think they could step up if they were to do it again or as another season or something, but it's, it's really fresh. And I like loved that it was new. Um, yeah. it, it reminded me a little bit of top of the lake, which, uh, I also oh, yeah. recommend there. Yeah. I liked, I, I liked the first season. I found some things about it, like somewhat unbelievable. I did not get into the second season at all. So yeah. top, on top of the lake, I mean, um, so my other nice thing is uh, I know I talk about buying things a lot on the nice things because you know, that's my outlet for that's how I calm myself as I per- make purchases, impulse purchases. Okay, folks, impulse purchases. I'm gonna I'm gonna endorse them right now. I'll tell you what happened the other day, uh, two days ago. I was walking out of our office, and uh, there was a big s- Vitra, which is a furniture company sample sale next door, just completely random. And we walked in and I bought a new sofa for my living room (laughs) at a steep discount, steep discount. I've been shopping for a new sofa for six years. Laura was like, you've been shopping for a sofa. I was like, what should I do? I was like, should I get the sofa? It's like a really good price. She's like, just get it because I really can't, like you've been shopping for a new sofa for six years and I can't handle it. So I'm pretty excited. (laughs) Yeah, I saw that. I was like, what is this random building filled with random chairs? Oh my God. It's amazing. You should go in. No, but also like sample sales. I've never been to one. They're fucking wild. No. I was really into it as a teenager. It's cool. Shit's really cheap. Like way cheaper than like a normal price. Like I recommend it. It's like, um, it's like going to a very specific thrift store. It's like being on eBay at the beginning. I, I guess so. You're like, how how could this be so cheap? I got to get it. All right. What are your nice things? Um, There's a podcast series on Luminary, which I usually am not like. Oh, wow. So Luminary. That I'm not going to pay for a podcast. But I got really into this one called Tabloid, which is doing a season about uh, the psychology and background of Ivanka Trump. And mm. it's uh, the scariest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, it's really good. But the fact that she is so normalized both in society and in her own mind and yet is such an insane, uh, just as bad as her dad. She's her dad in a really nice wig. Um, It's crazy. I highly recommend it. Um, Do the free trial because they're wrapping up this season and you could listen to it all in a month and then not have to pay for it. Uh, But sorry, Luminary. Um, I also wanted to plug on becoming a god in central florida which is that kirsten dunst i think i think think you've already plugged it did i i think you did yes 
We've definitely talked about it on this podcast. This is a this is a repeat nice thing then because I just love it so much. <laughs> All right, it fine, really I'll watch it. Jesus. Um, and then my, <laughs> I guess second now, but was going to be my third if I hadn't had that brain moment. Um, my like final nice thing is there's. Uh, this is gonna sound a little ridiculous, but there's a new Lindsay Lohan single out, and it's. Okay, it's pretty good. I liked it. I, I've always been a fan of her music. I was a oh big fan of her growing yeah. up. She's yeah. a ginger from Long Island. Gotta represent. Um, I was always like a big Lindsay stan. But obviously she's an insane person who like is spying for the Turkish government now. And she, I, she's, she's the woman's not well. But if she comes out with a song, I'm gonna listen to it. She came out with this new song called Xanax. And it's like a mid-tempo bop. And it's like pretty good. But then I was listening to it last night with John. And I realized that it feels a little slow. So I increased the speed to 1.25 and listened to it. And I think what happened here is she released or someone wrote a song for her 10 years ago when she was going to come out with another album during the like Gaga days of pop music. Like Katy Perry was doing Teenage Dream. Someone wrote this song around then and she never got around to putting that album out. So then when she wanted to do music again, she just pulled this song off the shelf. But because songs are less dance pop and more like mid-tempo vibey. She slowed it down. And if you speed the song up to like 1.25%, you get it to about where I think it's supposed to be as a track. Yeah. And it's yeah. a total dance pop ballad. Well, it no, is called it is called Van, it's called Xanax, right? I mean Yeah, it's called I mean, Xanax. It's, it's like, you know, it's like it's slowed, it's like life but slowed down. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe that's the whole, the, maybe the song deeper. is like super, it's super meta that like, they're like, yes, of course the song is supposed to be faster, but you're on Xanax. Exactly. Amazing. Anyhow, I, I retweeted your thing and I thought it sounded pretty good to be honest. It's a good, it's a pop. It's a banger. I'm going to listen to it this weekend uh, because I'm going out to Long Island. Uh, my friend rented Airbnb to Castle for us to throw a 1920s themed birthday party for him in. <laughs> uh, and so I've put together a playlist of songs that, like obviously the music from the twenties is not, it's not necessarily like danceable. So I put together a bunch of songs uh, that are sort of would fit with the theme and the vibe that we're going for. Mm. Um, and this doesn't, but I'm going to play it all weekend and everyone will just have to deal. <laughs> well, that's their problem, isn't it? Yeah. All, all right. right. Are we done? We wrapping yeah. up. All right, yep. let's get out of here. Bye. I'm an editor now. Bye. Bye. Well, that is our show for this week. We'll be back next week with more tomorrow. And as always, I wish you and your family the very best, though I've just been informed that your family's love has been switched to a subscription model and your credit card has been declined.